welcome to the Big Kids Book Club. A podcast about all things fictional, from middle grade to young adult. So sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Big Kids Book Club. My name is Marcus and I'm your host and welcome to this week's midweek review. But what is a midweek review? Well, it's kind of what I just said it was. It's reviewing a book in the middle of the week, of course. But how do we do that? Well, what we're going to do is we're going to take a book and we're going to crunch it through five separate categories, each giving it a ranking out of five. We're going to take all those categories, give them a good shake about, and at the end of it, we're going to have a good read style rating out of five to see whether or not this is a good book. But what are those categories? Well, let me tell you, we are going to be looking at the plot, the pacing, the characters, the style, and the setting. Shake it all up and let's see what we've got. Let's not delay and get onto this week's book. This week's book is The Last Hawk by Elizabeth Ween. Uh, publisher is Barrington Stoke. The genre is historical. The age range is 9 plus, And the page count is 120. So let's look at the plot. So the plot is basically, it's this young girl called Ingrid. And she lives out in the sort of like the mountains of sort of like uh, Bavarian mountains of Germany. And effectively, she dreams of being a flyer like this famous test pilot called Hannah Reichk. Um, who is a real person. I'm not sure Ingrid is. She might be modeled after a real person. But Hannah, uh, Hannah Reichk, Reichk? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, unfortunately, my German isn't amazing. Uh, but basically, she is part of this glider club. And she is also, you know, um, she's, her dad is a prolific member of sort of like the local government. And so she's sort of like kept away because she's got a bit of a stammer. And it's such a minor speech impediment. You'd think like, oh, you got a bit of a stammer. What does it matter? Well, with the dehumanization of some of the sort of like policies of the Nazi party, they literally saw this perfect German, this perfect Aryan as what uh, what they need. And so uh, Hannah and her, her family are deeply scared that even such a small flaw as a uh, a speech impediment, which is nothing, could be grounds for, you know, some horrible Gestapo member to come in and whisk Ingrid away from uh, everyone that she loves to a fate who, who knows but doesn't even want to contemplate. And to make matters worse, Ingrid just so happens to have a sudden encounter with this sort of like head Gestapo agent in the area who's come to meet with her father. Um, but she didn't answer the door because she's, she's scared to meet new people and for people to discover this stammer of hers, which only unfortunately made the, the head Gestapo member think that she's like some arrogant child because she was sitting in the front room reading instead, thinking that, you know, the, the housemaid would grabbed the front door but she was busy and oh so suddenly she's spiraled out of control she's scared that maybe she's on the sort of like the gestapo's watch list as this sort of like petulant teenager who is a bad business and that's not a great position to be in in this sort of nazi germany so uh, she instead decides that she needs to solidify her place as a useful member of society so she goes to the glider club which she's a member of and asks if there's any way that she can be a more active member could she get a job or a role in the glider company uh, sorry in the in the glider school and that will sort of maybe make her position seem more sort of like you know 
acceptable and so uh, luckily the head of the Clio school is a very sort of like receptive and family friend and so he basically makes her like a an, a junior instructor or a trainee instructor because she's an amazing pilot just like our hero Hannah Reach. So therefore it starts to sort of move around that you know she gets this job and she's she's starting to worry less and less about this uh, this Gestapo bloke uh, and then just out the skies out the blue an old friend of hers Emil drops by the glider school because it's also a runway so um, you know planes can land there and he's just like he comes and meets her and sort of like they get chatting he goes back and then suddenly the next day or day a couple of days later Hannah herself this test famous test pilot lands in Ingrid's uh, glider school sort of runway she loses her mind it turns out that Hannah is there to meet Ingrid what Hannah puts her through a rigorous test to see if she is this awesome pilot obviously Ingrid is she's awesome and then she ends up basically going away with Hannah on this sort of like morale boosting tour. And also maybe something a little darker. Uh, there's a subplot, which I don't want to lose because uh, that <laughs> it opened my eyes. <laughs> what was that? It opened my eyes when I saw it. And I was just like, wow. Okay, that's dark but really interesting and really um, sort of drags you into the story very much so. Uh, so fantastically loved it. The plot itself is very much just this story of Ingrid coming to terms with the, the world and sort of what's actually happening in her country, the sort of like the, the characters that, you know, the, how about, you know, how they say, you know, don't meet your heroes because, you know, you're going to be let down with them. You put them on this pedestal. And so there's a lot of sort of like sort of working out the sort of levels of sort of like, herodom and this idea of idealism um, that is created around certain individuals you know we all have for them and it's a very interesting use of this historical narrative probably unused historical narrative using real historical you know things that happened and real historical people so I thought it was very interesting in that respect something a little twist your standard world war ii sort of historical fiction but I mean it's something we've come to expect from uh, Elizabeth Ween now very good at finding these unsung heroes and narratives within such a, a crazy and sort of chaotic period of human history. It was a fantastic plot. I really enjoyed it. And I'm going to be giving it four out of five stars. Okay, so let's go on to the pacing. Now, obviously, this is a Barrington Stoke book. So as you can imagine, the pacing, bam, was straight into that story. It's very quickly gets into the stakes of the novel. Like I said, instantly, like on the first or second page the Gustavo guy turns up to their home uh, Ingrid makes a very poor first impression now she's on the back foot she then has to basically kick run it's almost like this domino effect of her basically because of that one mistake she makes there she then goes to the glider school and basically has to try and you know find a way to sort of get herself a job there to to etc etc what I've just said I'm not going to rehash that but the, the plot itself then boom Emil shows up boom Hannah shows up Boom, there's this test to see if she's a really good pilot. Boom, they're already on tour. 120 pages, you've got to get that story down pat. And that's something I do love about Barrington Soap books. You know the pacing is going to be like, Mwah! sweetly done. It's going to be on point and it's going to keep you engaged. Ain't nobody getting bored in the Barrington Stoke book. And so I love the pacing. I'm going to be giving it four out of five stars. 
So let's go on to the characters. And it was actually interesting because we have Ingrid, who's our protagonist, uh, with her sort of speech pediment. And it's quite interesting because I've just read another book, Wolf's Tongue, which I reviewed last week. And obviously we had the interview with Sam Thompson, the author, which was released in our double header author interview last Friday. And effectively, you had these both these characters with stammers and the speech impediment sort of drives a lot of their character. Obviously, in this one, there's a lot more implications to it because there is that serious overtone of sort of life and death of sort of like just a minor sort of character tick. You know, you have a stammer, so big deal. And such such different parodies where this, you know, for Silas in, in Wolf's Tongue, you know, he's going to get picked on for it. Uh, for Ingrid, she could literally be shipped up to some horrible Nazi concentration camp just because she isn't perfect. It's mind boggling. And so her character, oh, she has a much more stakes in the novel. And the other one I would say has the other big one is obviously going to be Hannah. Hannah is a historical figure. She was a test pilot in that period of time. Really fascinating figure from history. I love how Elizabeth has, has grabbed hold of it. And those two really are the ones that drive the force. Now, um, Ingrid has her father, who's that, that member of the local government. Uh, her mother, I believe, has already died, unfortunately. But he's literally there, that first one, where he's just like, oh, you know, if they find out about you, et cetera, et cetera. And then he like, has a little show up at the end, just meh. Emil is kind of an interesting character, this old school friend, and I, I personally think old school crush, that sort of has gone away, become a pilot, comes back, and is quite integral to the, the secret uh, plot, subplot that I didn't mention, because that is uh, definitely something you have to read and discover for yourself. Uh, but really, it's really the, only those three characters. You've got the guy who runs the flight school as well, the glider school. But really, there's not much exploration in the characters. And obviously, in 120 pages, with such a core narrative and so much trying to be like unlayered here, thinking of that, you know, Shrek and like peeling an onion, it's got layers. We're basically, the plot is just such a focus of this book. And we're having to take up so much like page space getting into them. Really, we don't find out much more of um, Ingrid's, you know, wants and hopes and dreams beyond I want to be like Hannah. And that's pretty much how it comes down to her character. Oh, I hope they don't find out about my stammer. And I want to be like Hannah. And that's really just her two be all or end alls. Hannah really uh, has a couple of interesting traits. She's very focused and, you know, she wants, knows what she wants, understands that she's not taken seriously because she's a woman and she's trying to break that sort of sexist sort of like viewpoint obviously in this time of period in history where, you know, women are becoming more of a workforce, more of a voice, but it's still, unfortunately, she is still playing second fiddle to this um, misogynistic sort of culture that we have. But it doesn't really overly come out too much, except for maybe one or two scenes where she's sort of like, she's frustrated at the hierarchy, uh, the sort of patriarchy that's put in place in front of her that she can't sort of, she can't get around. And so therefore, really, we're reducing characters just to sort of like very surface level. And that's pretty much my only gripe. Uh, they're very well done for what they've got, but we just don't get much of it. So I'm going to be giving characters three out of five stars. Okay, on to the style. Uh, the style is, it's simple, it's engaging. It's what you're going to expect from a Barrington Stoke book. It's going to get you to the point. It's going to get you to what you want, which is effectively wanting a good story delivered in a sort of a package which is going to be accessible to so many readers it's very accessible like i said plot boom page one plot go 
pacing. Let's go. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Ticking, ticking, ticking over. Everything's moving in that sort of way. The style taking sort of Ingrid's POV as the primary source of the POV. Uh, yeah, definitely the right choice. I definitely feel like that's the one you're going to want to do. it. I, I think really there's not much more to say about this it was very well done anyone who's read elizabeth ween is just like this is her writing down to a t even though it's sort of like streamlined it's still very well done very classy and really suits the sort of the period of history um which we'll talk more about in the next section of setting uh, but yeah cracking cracking job and i think fans of her work are going to enjoy this as well so i'm giving it four out of five stars Okay, on to the setting. Interesting, obviously, World War II, historical fiction, lots of them out there. But of course, Elizabeth Ween, this is her bread and butter. This is really what she does. Does it very, very well. And what I love about this is because, obviously, when you often think of uh, Germany in the Second World War, you think of really two main sort of areas where you think of like the Ruhr uh, or the Rhine, the sort of industrial heartland of Germany, and you think of Berlin. Uh, Berlin, where so many sort of historical points have been held. You know, you've got, uh, you know, the Reichstag and, you know, all these sort of other bits and pieces there. But taking it out into the sort of Bavarian, sort of the Alpine sort of setting, it's really an area that you don't really get to see. Something obviously you didn't see too much action during the war, uh, a little bit of sort of more mopping up, uh, especially if you watch sort of Band of Brothers, you see that they, they go up to the Eagle's Nest and they clear out that bit and pieces there. But there's not really like a huge central focus on the sort of like the mountains of sort of Bavaria in much World War II historical fiction, uh, especially obviously in the very smaller sort of children's historical fiction and sort of that sort of niche within a niche. Uh, that being said, I think the idea is that the setting was such an interesting one because we also then did some touring around Germany uh, when Ingrid and Hannah do the whole morale boosting tour and, and sort of other bits and pieces. She gets to see some of the country and we get to, it's interesting to see it from the German perspective, often very much as an allied focus perspective. It's just skewing the fact that not every German was a Nazi, you know, Nazis are right wings, idiots. And so you know, you have to understand that not everyone is going to feel that way. But obviously, from that point of view, they're still having to live under their yoke, under their oppression. So obviously, for someone like Ingrid, who's basically having to avoid the perilous pitfalls of such uh, a sort of like cruel and sadistic uh, regime it's interesting to see it from that side of the fence very much well done as well looks like it had quite a half decent amount of research especially when the flying sequences and talking about the mountains really really enjoyed that so kudos very well done gonna be giving the setting a four out of five stars that's all of our categories talked about so now it's time to mash them up spin them around and spit out the final score for this book, which is 3.8 stars out of five. Solid score. Yes, absolutely. Obviously, this is going to cater to a certain group of people who like two things, I think, really, is the historical fiction, especially World War II historical fiction, and those who enjoy uh, the sort of like, I guess it's a sort of a mashing of sort of like feminism and uh, history sort of blending together to deliver a sort of expose into dealing with such difficult circumstances and trying to find ways to overcome them and deal with that adversity at its core. 
really well done. Obviously, now we got to talk about some books that if you like, yes, if you like, it's that part of the show where we add more books to your ever-burdening TBR. I know mine is, but here we go. So obviously, easy, let's pick the low-hanging fruit. And that is, if you liked this book, or if you like the sound of this book, then check out Codename Verity by the same author, Elizabeth Ween. It's it's just so good. It's just so good. Again, it's a part of history not really talked about. Again, it's got planes in it. Interesting. It's about Verity, who is effectively, she is an SOE operative, which is basically like a secret service. And she's basically flying these planes uh, back and forward around the country to the French, uh, delivering sort of secret uh, intel and doing special missions. And then she's captured and she's basically reminiscing about all of this to her captors in this sort of, it's beautiful sort of memoir-esque style novel. Ah, oh, it's it's engaging, it's heartbreaking, it's engrossing, tales of friendship and uh, endurance against unbelievable odds and death-defying heroism. Uh, it is phenomenal and it is what I think is Elizabeth Ween at her finest. Um, that's obviously the easiest one. How about this one? One I recently read, probably going back to around about sort of January time, and that is Mohinder's War by Bali Rai. Again, World War II historical fiction but this time we take the uh, the sort of the look of this young girl uh, young french girl who's having to live under these sort of again these the conditions of um the nazi sort of regime who've taken over and occupied france and uh, her parents are members of the french resistance and help shot down allied servicemen to try and get back to the coast and get back to britain one uh, individual who does land in a f- field nearby and who they're trying to help is this boy Mohinder, who is something like 17 years old, but he is a young Indian serviceman who's sort of come over and he's serving in the army and or in the air force, sorry. And he is basically he comes in and he sort of speaks to this girl, and they sort of it's uh, it's a look at him trying to escape and get back to um, England, but also about trying to you know the the, the cost of fighting for what's right and standing up against the wrong is a sort of an expose into the the sort of human element of finding friendship in the form of adversity. And I loved also Bally Rai's uh, previous books, which I guess is an extra bonus, if you like, which was uh, Now and Never, Dunkirk Story. I absolutely love that. I have actually got an individual um, (laughs) uh, midweek review on this. So go back and check the previous episodes. He has really got his hands on historical fiction and he does it to a T. Again, from a perspective, we're not expecting because it's, again, it's an Indian serviceman in the war, which I loved. And so those are two books I think you'll absolutely fall in love with if you like the sound of this. Well, that's it. That's all I got time for this week. I hope you really enjoyed it. Well, for you, my lovely listeners, please make sure to go and check out at Big Kids Book Club all one long lovely word on Twitter. Uh, There we have a whole host of sort of like uh, competitions, giveaways from our author interviews that happen every single Fridays. There'll be more midweek reviews that come out every single Wednesday. We're also working on a very cool project that's coming up soon. We hope sometime either June or July, it should hopefully properly launch with all its bells and whistles keep it under wraps for now but do keep in touch with us on twitter because that's where all that good information is going to be coming out from and we shall speak more about that shortly but until next time all i have to say to you is to take care to stay safe and most importantly to keep on reading <laughs>